Tigers Uncaged. Jesse and Lance talk Tigers and all things WHL with the voice of the Tigers, Tigers players, Tigers alumni, and insiders across the WHL. Here's your host, Jesse and Lance. Uncaged. Yes, this is the podcast that is covering the Medicine Hat Tigers. As always, your host, I'm Jesse. He's Lance. Lots of stuff to get into, but we have to introduce the man that not only brought us coffee, mm-hmm. but he is the voice, the mouth of the South, Gino Pali. Hey, Gino, Gino. Hello, Gino. my friends. <laughs> Hello. And we're, Good we're recording this on a Thursday, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we've just had back-to-back games. Like, wait, it is Thursday, right? Yeah. During the yeah. week, which is something... Listen, I can't even remember. Maybe pre-pandemic was the last time we've had two like back-to-back, back-to-back home, back games, home to games during the week. Yeah, it, that's a first for me. I, I know we had a couple back-to-back road games in the U.S. on a Tuesday, Wednesday against, um, who the heck did we even play? It was Tri-City and... Uh, Spokane? And Spo- no, Spokane was a Friday. Who's the other team in there that I forgot oh, about? Oh, God, I don't know. Oh, jeez. Who cares? Tri-City and... You played someone in the States. Seattle. Yes, Seattle. I was going to yeah, say, we just we the yeah, Process yeah. elimination was Seattle. And, yeah, I've had a couple midweek games, and next week will be the same boat for the Tigers. But, yeah, first two back-to-back home games on weekdays is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, a lot. lot to take in. It, it, it's fun, but it's, it's also great. a little draining. Uh, hey, we got a lot of stuff to get into. First off, let's talk about uh, last Saturday's game. Of course, the Memorial Cup host, the Kamloops Blazers, were in town. And, you know, we talked about it before. You, you never know with this team. Maybe they can hang with them. And we found out that, yeah, the Tigers can hang with the Kamloops Blazers. And, boy, howdy did they ever. Like, you – it it was kind of like – I know I'll be jumping the gun a little bit. It's kind of like what happened against Winnipeg. We'll get to that in a second. Didn't look like it was going to start out that way. It did not look like you're going to hang with them. When Olin Zellweger – I didn't even realize it was him until you see the – what a nice move. Oh, wait. There's a three on the back, and it says <laughs> Zellweger. So, yeah, th- this checks out. This is his skill set. And the Tigers just, what, for whatever reason, when they get down a goal against good teams, it's like, okay, now we can be, we can stop looking at them, stop being in awe, and start playing our game. And that's exactly what they did against Gamble. So they just rattle off shots, and I, th- I think they caught Dylan Ernst on a bad day as well. I think the, the Bogdan's hot-ass goal and then – Reed Andreessen, you know, kind of caught him off guard. And the Andrew Basha second-period goal that you know, handcuffs him, that should probably not have gone in, but it did. And the Tigers are just rolling. I think they've – there was a lot of balance. We've seen some really good efforts, at least points-wise, with Reed Andreessen of late. Um, he had a multi-point, couple multi-point games in this last little sequence of games where, obviously, Lance, you've talked about – Wanting to get that seven points in that block of three games, you get seven again with the with the Blazers. You get a really good outing from Beckett, Lanco, and Ned. Who I, I kind of slowly have started to talk about. Maybe he's the team's MVP now, and that just in the second half at least. Yep. I I I think if you're not if you're below five hundred and in eleventh in the East, which you'd still be a contender for a playoff spot. But where you are now, as of today, I, don't, I think with a couple efforts from Beckett, that if they're not there, this is a totally different script. We're in a different mood we're kind of in today. Yeah, I'm just, I I really am surprised at how well they played Kamloops on Saturday. Yeah. And 
And like you said, that was the, the last game of the first set of six. Uh, getting that win against Kamloops locked up the seven points in that six games. And, uh, I mean, it was just the, the full effort was there and it was on display. The one thing you don't love to see is allowing an early goal to to kind of set the tone. And, unfortunately, that's now become a bit of a theme as we'll <laughs> talk with other games this week. It's been – it's kind of become a, a, a theme that you don't want to see, but – that's four straight games now where the Tigers have allowed the first goal before the first eight minutes have gone in the first period. So uh, what you do like to see is the response. And I think that was uh, a big factor, not only against Kamloops, but uh, something that you evidently saw missing against Swift was was being able to find the response. The, the Tigers have done a really good job since, what, Christmas of, of punching back and, and yeah. responding to adversity and uh, the, I would almost call the the game against Swift and just how it played out more of an outlier than anything. I agree, and, it, and we had mentioned it last night in the Winnipeg broadcast, and I know we're all itching to get to that game. The Tigers haven't lost two games in regulation in almost two months. Back-to-back, that is. Back-to-back. Yeah. January 7th and January 10th against the Swift Current Broncos were those right. games. Oh, God. But it's <laughs> one of those things that it, I, I always would love to see, like, the coaching staff's reaction to, all right, boys, give up the first one, and we got them right where we want them, right? Yeah, like, yeah. That just feels like the M.O., and it's strange. And no coach wants that. I, I, You looked at that when in that Swift game. You gave up the first one, got away from you. It really mm-hmm. did get away from you. And you're lucky against Winnipeg that you're down two in the first five minutes and 24 seconds, and you come back the way you do. And even against Cavaliers when you're down one, those teams are going to be playing for a Western Conference and an Eastern Conference championship at the at least the minimum, I would think, Yeah, pending an upset. So hats off to the Tigers' resiliency. I think they just, they've just upped their game with teams that are contenders. And I'll be very intrigued with just obviously this week how it's gone. And you're playing the absolute worst team in the, in the CHL in the Edmonton Oil Kings on Friday. That's another – this is the biggest bear trap game of them all. Mm-hmm. You don't know where you're going to go. Uh, with that Kamloops game, uh, we'll end it with this, because I know a lot of people, probably just me, was talking about the fact that Sean Clouston was back in the building. And Ashton Furster. Yep. So, <laughs> Ashton Furster, he didn't get no tribute. No. Sean Clouston got a tribute, and he I think did. a lot of us were wondering what the reaction was going to be. Yeah. A little bit of booze to start, but yeah. <laughs> for the there, most part, there wasn't much. There was a couple booze to start. There you know the best part about that? And he it, didn't even <laughs> acknowledge it. I don't think uh, he, he knew he, was happening. Because it was a media timeout, and he was draw Like, he had the clipboard in his yeah, hand. He was he drawing was, something up, and yeah. then he looked up, and you can read lips, oh, and yeah. I an could say it on a podcast, but yeah. it was like, what in the H-E double hockey sticks is this? Yeah. And I just carried on. And, yeah. Well, he's yeah, got the no long idea. flow. Like, I know what, like, I, and I don't know Sean, because I wasn't here during his days. Kind of looked like he had the clean cut, like, clean shaven, and now he's got, like, that BC attitude where you got the longer hair, like, Business in the front and party in the a back bit, a little yeah. bit there. Like, yeah. maybe just showing the salt and pepper and kind of being a silver <laughs> fox. I have no idea. I had a, I had a really though. good chat with him pregame. And, Harold, I know people have their opinions about him, but, hey, he did a lot. He get over, what, 400-plus wins? I was going to say, there's one thing you can't argue, and that's he wins. wins. Listen, you can, you, from all the stuff behind the scenes, no one really knows exactly what the hell went on. Sure. But, I mean, you sit there, love him or hate him, you respect what the guy did. The guy put his time. He loved this team. A he had a time. family here. Yep. Yep. I mean, he had kids here. Mm-hmm. The dude deserved the tribute. 
Yeah. And it's a shame that he's he's very like low key. Like I would have loved to sit down and be like, "Hey, man, good to see you." He's probably a good dude. It's I don't a shame know. that no one on that bench like banged gave him a heads up. Not but that one. also that also kind of told you a little bit of like how locked in that team was mm-hmm. on Saturday, right? Like there was. Like, are they, they down they, at they that were, point, or is it tied at that point? I think it. Or we, I think it was tied. I think it's tied one one that time. Or yeah. if nothing else, they were up, and it, well, it would have been the second the second media second timeout. media timeout. So you can go back and look. I guess I'll pull that up. But um, in any I case, like trailing. there was no one that was that like caught his attention or told him. So you could tell that they were they were pretty locked in uh, as a group to kind of figure out okay, like where are we going and, and where do we want to get to? Like they were dialed. And no one, no one was going to interrupt Sean while they were done. Listen, there was a lot of people there saying, "Oh, it was their final game of this long road trip. They were tired." Blah blah blah. I think out of any of those games, when they saw that road trip, I think the Kamloops Blazers wanted that win for their coach. Of course, why yeah, wouldn't you? You, yeah, you, you think your players would want that one more than 100%. maybe the, the game against uh, Calgary or something? Like yep. you obviously want the points, but you're you're looking at. That's one's for Cluey, right? Yeah, like you would you would think. This is for Skip. We gotta get it. And uh, listen, they look good. I I loved it. That was a big win. Now you move to uh, Tuesday's game. Mm -hmm. You got the Swift Current Broncos. This was a really tight one because Broncos were two points back, just behind on the tails of the Medicine Tigers for the playoffs. I was really like it had that playoff feel for me, man. I was so excited for this game. Again, Swift Current comes out of the gate. They score early. We're down one nothing. I don't know about you guys, but in my mind, I wasn't even panicking yet because I was like, ah, we're used to this. This team's coming back. And I just kept waiting and waiting. This so team did didn't we. come back. Yeah. <laughs> so did we up in the booth. It's crazy. I bring up that point again. You look at the first 45 seconds of that game, Tigers might have had two or three goals. Just just turnover, scramble. Yeah. Great save by Reed Dick. Reed Dick was unbelievable. How he didn't get a star in that game yeah, is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, listen, he was, I'm the star guy. I yeah. like the stars. Ridiculous. He was stuff. good. I I don't think the Tigers pressured Dick enough outside of the first three minutes of that game. Mm-hmm. I think after that, there was just not enough traffic in front. Uh, his life was too easy. He was seeing point shots. There wasn't a whole lot of high danger. Um, but it really could have turned right. I mean, he he leaves a puck off behind the net ten seconds into the game for Caden Lindstrom. Who wasn't able to do do the wraparound and beat Dick to the to the post, but yeah. if that happens, I mean, we, we probably at least have a, a mildly different discussion. But I I don't know, Gino. That game just felt like it was it was dropped on the special teams, and we talk a lot. We've talked a lot this year about how good this team is five on five. It's one but, of the best teams in the Western League, five on five. I would think. I would say the, the top ten. Yeah, yeah. I would I would agree. Just the way that they can roll at any point, any line, and, and seemingly get at least a little bit of jump. But when the Tigers are on the wrong end of a score sheet, I mean, one of the first places you can look at is just how did your power play match up against the oppositions. And, you know, the, the Tigers did have chances on the power play. Yep. Like, they, they were given many power plays to work with. Seven. But you, you couldn't break through. And on the, on the flip side, there was just not enough getting in shooting lanes and, and being desperate on the penalty kill. There just there, there wasn't enough of it. And so that really th- kind of highlighted the difference in that game, right? Because if you get on level footing and on special teams, it becomes a one-goal game. How good is Josh Philbin and yeah. Matthew Ward on that power play? Matthew Ward Holy especially. man. Like, just that fourth goal. Fourth was at the fifth goal. That was the fourth goal. 
Which one? The one where the big rebound came out and Ward had like three options in tight of the Yeah, it was a Pickering point shot. Yeah. And kept it low so that Ward, who was playing that bumper spot, was able to do whatever the hell he he wanted. He had probably four options, and they all would have been good ones in the back. (laughs) Yeah, they would have been. Option one, Philman, back of the net. Mm -hmm. Oh, that guy's just on a different, like, he's a shooter. He's, we talked how good this team needs to be next year with the Swift Current Broncos, and Man, you got some pieces and people in your organization that can kind of. I'm in. They are kind of like that, like we said, Moose Jaw sort of echelon team next year, and just still on the up and up of the cusp. And but they, you know, give them credit; they they play very well on the road, and they've obviously played very well against the Tigers this year. They've they've got a point and. Every single game that they've played them, they, oh, they've got what? I'm sick of eleven. Of, yeah. They've got eleven <laughs> of twelve points. Eleven yeah. of twelve. I don't uh, want to see them again. Well, well you got to see them two year. more times. Yeah, I, I got to see them. You only got to see them once. I got to see them twice. Yeah, the end of the season. I got to go. We to might have to make a trip for the end of the season. I think this so. might be might be a big weekend that weekend. You know, I got there's a lot on the line on that weekend. I think could be could okay. be important. So so unf- we get the unfortunate L Swift Current on yeah. Tuesday. Do. I don't want to sugarcoat it because I want to remain positive. But you look at that schedule. I don't know anyone in that building that sat there and said, "Huh, maybe we can get a dub against Winnipeg." But after listen, they had the shots Tuesday night. They didn't look like the Tigers that played Kamloops. Right. So I'm thinking if we're getting that same team, this is a team that's coming off a 10-1 win over Edmonton. Like yeah, Winnipeg, Winnipeg can score whenever they want. Eleven straight wins. I tried, man. I'm sitting there like maybe we can. Maybe just a point. <laughs> I mean, we played them well in the first period last time we played them. Right. Maybe we could just could we just maybe. Two nothing right off the hop. Mm-hmm. First five minutes in. Five twenty four. Yep. And uh I sat there and this might be bad. But this Tiger team, mm-hmm. like you said, you're down two. The resiliency and the fact that they didn't give up. They kept going, they kept going. Mm-hmm. They were in it. Well, I think you're at a teetering point in that game too, where if they're going to do it, they got to do it now in that first period, and they did. Yep. It, like I think maybe if another two minutes lingers, and you don't score. Maybe it doesn't happen. It's not just not going to be your night. Yeah. So they get it done, and the absolutely best way possible, man. Like I, I can't even remember who scored the first goal. It was uh, Hunter Saint Martin. It was Hunter Saint Martin just bat and. The Tigers are what two or three tap-ins before that they couldn't bury. Yeah. yeah well, and then Hunter Saint Martin has to. Knock the puck down. It's up in the air. Bats it in. Mm-hmm. St. Martin is so gritty, mm-hmm. and I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the way that he plays. As much as his father, and I have never met Blair St. Martin, says, you know, toughness isn't his game, and the Blair St. Martin of obviously 340-some penalty minutes and, mm-hmm. and fights and being a darn doctor for all we know, I think he's a lot closer to his dad's tendencies, and I've never even met the guy, than we think. He's just... He's a 2005-born player. He's going to – how excited are you as hatters, both of you, when he's 19, 20 years old? Very excited. You hope. You hope he's I, a really good 20-year-old. If he's not gone before then. Yeah, I, I think there's there's a lot of – there's a lot to like. Yeah. There's a lot of work to do. Oh. Very raw. But you see the flashes, right? And, and Hunter St. Martin is a player that – has the ability at his age right now to to quickly kind of take over a shift. Yes. And taking over a shift, you hope, as he gets older, turns into taking over a period and eventually taking over a game every now and then. Well, and you look at, sorry, the lines. He was on that Moline and Lindstrom line for right. a bit. How good was that line with him on there? Pasha Botrov goes down. 
up with Weisblatt and Bashup. Now give credit to those two. They were outstanding Four last point night. Four point night for Weisblatt. For, yeah, he's he's on a different level right Man. now. He's at, refs he's, don't like him though. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody likes him. I told him that after the game because he was a star, so I gave him yeah. a little head bump. I said, man, those refs don't like you. But at the same time, like, Oasis Weisblatt will play himself to the edge and every now and then gets caught going over. Yes. Oh, and, yes. And that's <laughs> – so this is – and it's not exclusive to, to Oasis Weisblatt. Uh, there's been players in the past that have worn Tiger sweaters that played a similar way, and a guy that I always think of maybe doesn't – the Wiseblatt won't fight like him, but Derek Dorsett and Oasis oh, Wiseblatt play very eight. similarly. Yeah, yeah, where they will be under your skin for an entire game. They'll be on top of the crease. They will be annoying to play against. And then when you look at the score sheet every now and then, they'll rack up a couple points. One thing I love about Oasis is that he's a guy that gets under your skin that he draws penalties. Right, yep, like he, he he's going to frustrate that team. That Wilson kid on Winnipeg. Was all up in Oasis <laughs> yeah, yesterday. There was a few Winnipeg Ice players. Yeah, just like seeing seven. Like, oh come on! Yeah, yeah. it's just always on Oasis, right? He draws that, and sometimes it works. They get the penalty, but then there's sometimes where Oasis will do something like elbow the back of the head of the goaltender, and you're like, you didn't need to do that. Now you got a penalty for goalie interference. That's that's where you have to live and and die with the way that he plays. Yes. He has a bank account, right? Yes, that's right. That's right, and as long as he's putting up four-point nights, you can let him withdraw a couple every 100%, now and then. 100%, yes. Um, looping back on Hunter St. Martin, just one final point on him, was he's added more of an increased role, not just five-on-five, five, but you, you saw him get mixed in a little bit on the power play yep. yesterday, mixing it with Tomas Mercik just to try that out. That was a very short stint, but he's going to be relied upon as a penalty killer for this club down the road, and for the first time in a while... Last night, he was leading the charge in blocking shots because you saw after St. Martin started to block a few shots on the penalty kill. And like I was saying against Swift Current, you didn't see enough of that. You didn't see penalty killers getting shooting shots. No, you, you might honestly not have saw any. And I, I get it. So. Owen Pickering's a good defender and can get shots through. You, you got to block a shot. You, you got to get make, in the lane. You got to do something. And St. Martin changed that yesterday. And from there, you saw Parsons pick up on it. You saw Dallin Maline pick up on it. Red Parsons was great yesterday. He was he yes. was very he was good. Great yes. yesterday. And just the thing with St. Martin at five on five is, you're starting to notice that whatever line he's on, is a very good line. Yep. And there's always the constant of him being a part of very good lines, right? When we talk about Moline and Lindstrom having their run of good play in January, St. Martin was right beside him. And you talk about Basha playing really well lately, and he has an extra jump. Wiseblatt with four points, the first time he's got a four-point night in his career. St. Martin's right there with him. And so you wonder, guys like that, they open up space for players, right? And it's what they do away from the puck that I think it doesn't always come through on the stat sheet, but, man, he's making an impact. Here's the, here's the small synopsis of that. What is the one thing that Hunter St. Martin does that a lot of players don't do? Move their feet mm-hmm. at all times. Oh all the time. yeah, he's always moving. He never. I never see him standing still. That's right. And it's you know what? Like you said, the raw raws there, and I think a lot of people laugh because he'll draw a ton of penalties. It's like it's because he keeps moving his feet and he probably trips over his own momentum sometimes, sometimes. And, and draws the penalty that yeah. way. But I'm really impressed with Marty. I you know I still we we had some really good bonding time uh, when he got kicked in the face in Saskatoon. Right. I, uh, Live at the Saskatoon Hospital with him for like seven hours on a game day when we're playing, uh, where we're getting ready to go to Prince Albert. And but man, just a really great human, and I can't say enough of 
what he's going to bring for this. He let me use his stick, and I was taking shots at the one spot. Wow. Launched it oh, like 25 feet the other direction. Wow. Nice. Love that. Oh, yeah. Just, just a bit outside. Love I was that. like, I'll give this back to you now. This is yours now. <laughs> but, no, he's, he's going to be an important piece moving forward. Oh, he's, and, he was uh, awesome. Yeah, he was, he was really good. And I want to come back to it. You have to give flowers to the penalty kill. Yep. It was good. Very good. And like, it kept you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably could have killed off that five on three. That was not a penalty on that five on three, by the Thank way. You. But, that was okay. not a the first one? Yes. Yeah, I was the, uh, this, the Smythe one, although the fans didn't like it, was unfortunately yeah, that was popped a over the glass. Oh yeah. Without being redirected and they didn't love that, but Well the angle I, didn't change, right? It went no, straight it went out. Straight up. I think the one that I really got frustrated was the uh, Oasis for uh, hooking, <laughs> I believe it was. That's the one that I didn't like either. Because even Oasis, like usually when Oasis knows, he's already in a penalty box. He's halfway he's there. He's sitting there and he goes what do you mean, me? What did I do? He had the puck. Yeah. He had the puck, and then the arm goes up, and I'm sitting there, what did he do? Yeah, unfortunately. That one made no sense. You well, saw on the replay, and I, we were talking about it, right? Nice. Stick gets parallel. It's Bash's stick who went yeah. parallel into the hands. <laughs> and We laugh at it now. Like yeah. when, when, there's a, when there's a change of possession and it happens that fast, was it a hook? No, but like when you get your stick level and into the hands of the opposition, like you open up the opportunity for that call to be made. It sucks because it wasn't a penalty. I'd also say that the cross-checking penalty on who was it, Crew Hannis Tuesday? Oh yeah, was not a cross-check because it's impossible to cross-check somebody when your stick's wrapped around the player. But yeah. Yeah. I digress. Um, but you have to like you have to live with those and you have to find a way to kill those off because every team gets penalties against them like that. And the Tigers dug in; like, they did a nice job. I know everybody knows that I'm like apparently the. AJHL's money leader when it comes to fines for abuse of officials. Nice. Um, Good for you. About two grand I'm in the hole. On that <laughs> oh, boy. Two, two fines. Yeah, two fines. <laughs> I, 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 I told the commissioner last last time, I said it was money well spent, too. Truthfully, <laughs> I, I was but, a little worried that I was yeah. going to get one because the, <laughs> it, was a, it was after a power play goal, and the WHL tweeted out the clip. And the clip starts with me saying, well, that wasn't a penalty, but... <laughs> and I was like, oh, boy. Well, and... I'm going one more point on officiating for a so-called missed call. The one that they just didn't call was that Swift Current game where who oh, was it that trip. G- they got tripped and everybody everybody on the ice stops moving. Oh. Like everybody on Waiting the, for the whistle. Waiting for the whistle. There's no whistle and then everybody has to like scramble and reset. Yeah, it's like when, when you're I watching re- a soccer match yeah. and they take the whistle into the crowd and oh, blow yeah, it and yeah, everyone yeah. stops playing and the refs yeah. like no play on. It was, oh, just, it was just hilarious more than anything. One more th- point, um, not on the Officiate now. F- everybody on the Messinet Tigers roster now has a goal to their name. Drew Hannis. Drew Hannis. Not Drew only Hannis. scores That's his first goal, That's right. but then he also big times U2 last night and doesn't do Not that. Not happy with that. We got big interview. dog there. Yeah, we got wow. a little big dog. I Truthfully, I think you're right because we saw a player uh, a, a minute or two after Joe's hit on the postgame show. Uh, we saw a player come down the tunnel, look out towards the ice, and then just walk away. And it very much looked like crew. I think it was him. Who hasn't had to do a post-game interview. So and probably I'm, had no know. idea what to do. I truthfully think that he might have just gotten lost or just said, to hell with these guys, I don't care. Well, maybe uh, he expected you guys to be down there. Yeah, he might have. I, I think that might have been it, too. Yeah. In any case, um, <laughs> well done, crew. Like, you, you, we'll have you, him on. you did gonna a have simple him play. Yeah. We're going to have him on for Friday. He made week. a simple play, though, right? He went to the net with his stick on the ice, and sometimes good things happen. Yeah. Like well, you got to put yourself in that spot and earn that ice in order to score. Yeah. We talk about getting to hard areas. I mean, 
It wasn't a flashy yeah. goal, but Crew got himself to a hard area. Well, and I look because I didn't because it was McNeil and Smith on the ice, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and I thought it. it was McNeil that drove because I mean, yeah. McNeil will drive the net, and the not two on that the crew. jersey is what we saw. And I yeah, there was two, and I looked, and then I'm like Smith. McNeil, I look over and Wait you're just like second. two zero. I'm like Crew Hannes, <laughs> like I'm president of the Crew Hannes fan club because we've just been we've been wanting this kid to do something at the goal scoring department. He's been close like twenty seven thousand times with his brilliant play that he has a game. And did you get a chance to talk to him? Like I, I would imagine no, it's a sigh of relief, thing. and hopefully now that's not in the back of his mind anymore. He yeah. becomes a little bit more comfortable. Opens you up, yeah. And maybe we, we see more of these now, right? You, <laughs> now you see br- it with a lot of Now guys. he breaks out. <laughs> God, could you imagine if he just went on a five-game goal-scoring streak or something stupid? Well, you've seen it before. That would be sports, like, right? that'd be like story before, of yeah. legend. It the, would be. Of Crew Hannes. It would be. Like from Highland Village, Texas. I gotta do some Googling on this. Yeah. Like I just when I think of like where he's from, and I know his mom's mom or dad's from Regina, but they they somehow settled in Texas, which is really interesting. Right. And I just think of uh, Friday Night Lights, uh, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. I just That's think of right. like Friday Night Lights football, and there's this this kid named Crew Hannes playing hockey instead of being yeah. at the football field on a Friday or right. something like that. I know so. it was uh it was really really That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and, I'm and glad he got I, that. I've said a lot. Like he's a guy that's in and out of the lineup so often. Yeah, yeah. that's hard. It is, especially when it's your first t- time around the Western Hockey League. Like you're getting used to a lot of things, and then you're expected to go in. And and, and for what it's worth, Crew, like he needed that goal because he was probably getting himself back into the doghouse a little bit mm-hmm. with penalties. Yep. Like let's be honest, he, he was he taking was, a penalty a game. He was taking a couple too many penalties from a guy. When you're getting mixed in and out of the lineup, it's hard because you don't, you can't afford to take those penalties to keep yourself in. But he kind of redeems himself there with that goal. It was just a big spot and, and felt good for him. I know you want to go somewhere else, but we didn't talk enough about Evan May. I'm going to Evan May. Okay, good. Because you talk about a guy who's in and out of the lineup. Yeah. Evan May. Good. You would think that this is a guy that was put in front of Winnipeg just to give Beckett a breather as we get set for Friday night's mm-hmm. game. Early on, two goals on four shots. Not You're good. like, was not okay. Cr- no bueno. Not but good. then I don't know if he sat there in the media timeout and he talked to himself. You know, had a little drink of water. Said, "Listen, mate, we gotta uh, start saving these bucks." <laughs> well, <laughs> and to be thing? honest, you think he was talking to his water bottle? Yeah, I think like, he's like a, a yeah, microphone. Yeah. Like, he's sipping. He goes, "Listen, Evan, like, you see that little puck? Get, don't go in there. <laughs> you gotta do something Just, different." You gotta, listen, what we're doing? Is well, and he and, he's <laughs> and, it, and it worked, man. Yeah, it he did. was locked in. It did. Well, he, and even the end of the first period, there was some like flying too close to the sun situations again for Evan May, where like he goes to cover it for. I don't know what he's doing with his paddle sometimes. I might have to talk to him about it. Yeah. But, like, all of a sudden the puck, like, slips out the side. I'm like, get your glove on that. Just, yeah. Like, or just lay on it. I don't care. Just be flat, right? <laughs> like, be flat. I don't 40 know. 40 saves. But, I mean. That's the third. That's the second game he's had 40-plus saves in. You know how many 40-save nights Beckett Lanko has had? I have no idea. Zero. Actually. Really? Zero. Wow. He has, he's, and not saying that the Tigers play that much worse in front of Evan, it's just like you had that Red Deer game where you're making mistakes and relentless power plays. Yeah. Evan just feels like I think Evan needs to average 40 saves a night. <laughs> like it, it just really feels that way. Like he just looked really good. Like The after, third period he was excellent. Yes. The mm-hmm. third period he was dialed in. Like he was making sure that we were winning this game. Like the yeah. goals he let in, 
one-timer from Matthew Savoy that I could still see the vapor trail from here. Yeah, it was an absolute bomb. I almost thought that it didn't cross the goal line. It went in well, they and reviewed so fast. It. Yeah. <laughs> they thought it may have, like, tucked at the top of the bar and came out. Yeah. Like, that's how hard like he it hit it. Because how there. many shots did uh, Winnipeg have in the third? Uh, 16. I think it 16 was. 16 to yeah, 5. Because they were the hammering shots. it in the third. Like, they wanted. Well, they were just. Well, obviously. But they turned it up and had power plays I mean, to boot, yeah. So. They rolled two and a half lines the rest of the way. They mm-hmm. really did. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because you saw Cade McCann coming in as an affiliate. He got a D-zone start on the draws against Matthew Savoy. Like that. And held it, his own. Yeah, he did pretty well. Okay. You know, the ice time, you know, we can't measure it because they don't record it, but it wasn't a lot. I don't think there was much in the second or third. No. There was. I don't think there was much. No, past. I saw, yeah, I saw more of him in the first. They were, roll, yeah. they were rolling him to get the 12 forward, Mark, That's just right. to see if they needed him. And I know for a fact we're probably seeing Pasha Botrov on Friday. I was going to ask because I, I he think wants you. To be in. Oh, he, I think. He was annoyed a, he, he didn't play yesterday. He likes being in media row. He, he does really like does. That, yeah. But yeah. he also like I think hates it at the exact same time because I mm-hmm. think like I think I could be pretty good at this because he's got like that Tony Stark sort of like mm-hmm. fancy sunglasses yeah. rolls in man the fries they ate yesterday too like I could yeah. smell them from up there I was like that's some good fries right there I was talking I, I caught Pasha Botrov after the game and he you're talking about his glasses he he had nighttime sunglasses yeah. And I, he's like, you want to try him? I was like, I guess so. So I put him on because he kind of, he looked like like Miami Vice, but Southern yes, Alberta and style. That's why he's got the, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's got so the Tony Stark feel. To he him. had these glasses, and I was like, I gotta be honest, Pasha, I, I feel like I look like a douche. <laughs> and, and he was like, No, you look great. I was like, No, you like he pulled it off, but I felt awful. Um, Pasha's got some was, style points. Yeah, it he was does. So great to see him and Braden Bame. After that game, yeah, you got to be bummed out. Well, obviously, when you're on the sidelines, right? Yep. You had on, to be pumped. Yeah, Bain was losing it. Bain was losing it. Yeah, like everyone that came around that corner, he was losing his mind for. It. Yeah. And you can you know, tell this team's morale is starting to pick up. Uh, yeah, big time. Well, and you've been in the crap with this team. Like Braden Bain was there when it was not fun last year. Mm-hmm. Pasha Botrov, no one had a good time last year. Right from this at this point in the season last year. Did the Tigers win a it game? It wasn't very fun. No. no. Well, one 11 still games fun last year. I, I know that. Yeah. You, by you didn't the way, win many. <laughs> didn't win many, but at this point in the season, did this team win another game? I don't game? even know if they I don't have. think they did. I don't think they did. Because they lost remember. 12 in a row to end the year. I'm sorry, I'm bringing it up. When somebody, man, that's not many. Joe Frazier, Josh Mason is going to come through the come through the screen and well, punch so, me in the face. No, no, no. But this is the point I'm making, is that you're seeing and the power of positivity just roll through. Yeah, no, truthfully. but Frazier, like Joe said it on our podcast when we ended it last year, mm-hmm. he said, I want these guys in the summer to remember this feeling yep. of only being able to win 11 games because next year they're not going to want to feel that way. Yep. And he's absolutely right. You can tell that the core of those guys mm-hmm. want to make it to the second season. They want to be contenders. No one wants to spend your whole winter and only win 11 games, be the laughing stock of not only the dub, but the CHL. Yeah, I remember I remember saying that it could go one of two ways, right? When you have a season like last year and you maintain a lot of that core group, either they all move up together and they take another step or they flatline and they can't bounce back mm-hmm. because and last year out. is so difficult as, as it was, right? Yep. And and they've all taken that step together, and uh, it was just so cool. Like, 
after Andreessen scored, I've I've never seen uh, a guy not in the lineup celebrate as hard as Braden Baim did. Like the dude was on his feet. Yes, I missed that was, too because I'm focused on the play. Yeah, you were right? watching the play, and I, truthfully, yeah. after goals are scored, until you're done, and I see the replay come up on the big screen, I'm looking all over at random things. I I think I, that's, I that's a great trait to have as a color man, though. I'm not even joking about that's a really good trait to have. It, it was <laughs> I I just couldn't help but notice it because James Tubb was sitting beside him, and James just starts laughing and clapping along with him because Baim wanted James to. Get up, like yeah, me. You're not supposed That's to do awesome. that, right? <laughs> but but Braden was loving it, and I I, I did want to put one more point out, and I don't want to keep circling back, so I'm apologizing. Um, we do that all the time with Evan matter. May. Like I, I talked to a buddy of mine who's a who's a goaltender, and he said, "There's nothing worse than when you haven't played for a while, get into the lineup, and immediately start fighting the puck, and then you let in a soft one, and all of those things happen for Evan May within the first five minutes." His rebound control, not good. He was kicking out His everything world came in the crashing crease. down in front of him in the first yeah, five minutes. That goal, that first goal that was scored, I think it was Easton Armstrong that scored it. Yeah, I it was could a backhand. Not a great goal. Should have had it. Like, that's not one you want. The old stop chuck one, if you ask uh, Evan, he's, he's going to say, I didn't want to give up that one either. I'll, that was a good I'll give a pass. Stop chuck, yeah, yeah. I'll stop chuck made a nice move on the second goal to kind of freeze Evan a bit, uh, which then opened up the short side. After that point, it is so hard to reset and focus and get yourself back in it. But when when St. Martin scored, you you saw that his rebounds slowly got a little bit better, and then by the second period, he was he was dialed and he wasn't coughing up things. Right? Rebounds are going into the corners. Yeah, I were, noticed that now that you've mentioned it. Like in the third period, saves steering right into everything the, right into the corner. Yeah, some. Savoy or Benson got to go fishing out. That's right. They got to go fishing. And they were really good at fishing. Yeah, the guys were. They're so fast, man. Like, oh. they just get they get on you. But that is it is such an underrated quality against yeah. a team like that to be able to pull it together. Because you go into the game and there shouldn't be any nerves. Like, there's there's no there's no pressure on Evan May, given the opponent you're playing. You had, yeah. Where, where both teams lose, are at. There's Nothing literally there's there's no negative outcome except for that start. That yes. is quite literally the only way that you have a bad game is if you start it the way that Evan May started it. And it's hard to pull that back against anybody. But man, that was impressive the way Very that he impressive. pulled it back. Well-deserved first star. Big time. His record's 4-8-1. and one. I honestly feel it should be like 6-5. and five, or Yeah. Sorry, like 6-5-1. and one, just Way better than what his record shows. And 100%. I think it's just built his stock up. I don't know what the future holds for goaltending with this team, nor am I going to even try and take a stab oh, at it. That's voodoo. I don't know how to figure that out. I don't either. <laughs> You're adding a confident goaltender, and I'll say this. I love the kid. I mm-hmm. really do. Like, the human, he always comes, like, he he, he um, and this is not, I don't think I'm really revealing anything. A uh, couple practices, like, every once in a while when we're doing media availability, he's walking by, and he'll come and do, like, pretend to do the Ron Hextall slash to my stomach, yeah. like, like <laughs> every other time, and or he'll try and spear me, and he just doesn't say anything, and then I'm like, hello, Evan May. <laughs> like, I always say his first and last name, he's just like, hello, yeah. <laughs> nice guy ever. And then there was just the one instance we're waiting for guys, or there was actually availability going on, and May and Oasis Weisblatt are the last ones off the ice, and... Oasis would not stop yelling at him, like just like, <laughs> you know what, go away, Evan. I don't like you. And, and he's like, you're just mad because I actually stopped you for once. <laughs> or something. And I was like, this is just a really good, 
like camaraderie. It's healthy. It was a healthy chirp fest. Mm-hmm. Was there some maybe some explicit language in there? Yes, but I'm not going to with with that. Oasis. I've, no way. <laughs> I've seen some backup goaltenders. No, yeah, yeah, on, that too. On the on this team previous years I loved it. Mm-hmm. that have just sat there in the background, stone face. And waiting for their time. That's right. Evan May is one of the first five to come around that tunnel, clap everybody, (laughs) hang in the background, cheer for everyone. 100%. And win or lose, win or lose, even when they lose, Mm -hmm. whoever the Tigers have as a star, he will make a point to be like, hey, good game. Slap them on the behind and keep walking. That is cool. I have never seen a backup goaltender who has done something like that. I, I assume that tells you wh- what kind of a kid he is. Yeah, 100%. and I assume the Tigers didn't know they were getting that kind of a person in Evan May. Like you know what you're getting from a player standpoint, and you probably talk her a, a little bit to get a an idea of what they are from a person point of view, and whether or not they're going to fit in the room if they have the right values and characteristics that you look for in a person. But that stuff, that stuff goes undetected a lot. That's really cool that you share that because yeah. that's that's something that not a lot of, not a lot of kids do. That's why I tell that story of him and Oasis too. Like fans don't get to see that, and nor like there's things I can't tell you that mm-hmm. I won't. There's tell things you. that you shouldn't see. Uh, you shouldn't <laughs> see. Uh, but also to the point of what they were getting, I remember, I think it was either you or me. I think it was you talking to Matty Wong. Uh, him and Bobby Fox did a pretty extensive search on what they could find for a goalie because. Mm-hmm. The goalie mark in the Western League this year, not outstanding to it find wasn't something much. to add. Like mm-hmm. there's just nothing available. And Everett had their three goaltenders. It was Holt and their Euro at the time, and Evan May. I remember writing Evan May's down when I was in Everett. I was like, okay, they got a three goalie situation. How does this end up? And, mm-hmm. and I remember. I think I can't remember if Matt or Bobby. I think it was Matt, but they were in and on together. They had three goalies narrowed down to who they're trying to acquire. I think the trade was going to be exactly the same. It was just who are you going to get, and they went with Evan. They and he was a junior A goalie last year, and mm-hmm. it's interesting that they went with him and what they got. Man, like it is, it's he's done some cool stuff with this team, and he doesn't get enough credit. And he's he's a little shy. He's getting more confident. Uh, he's definitely got some, some wild hair now too, Evan. May I does. saw that. Like, it's growing let's out get a little out of. It's Whatever he's doing, keep it. Yeah, keep, keep it going. Keep it going. Like, I'm but pretty he's sure he was. Room. I'm pretty sure he had blonde hair when I started the year. Now it's not blonde anymore. Yeah, it's turning really quick. It's going gray almost. Oh, he's already. He's gone gray Man, from the yeah. starts he's had. Like the way that these two times. goaltenders with Beckett and Evan May, mm-hmm. you got I mean, a good tandem. You got a great tandem and a tandem that you, you should be starting to turn some heads if you make that second season, because. If they're both on a heater or one's on a heater, watch out. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the thing: you can bring them both back next year. You can, yes, that'll be the and big. You've question. got a pro- you've got a bit of a problem. You've got a gap with you got an 06 in uh, McCallum and an 07 in Switzer, and then you can I throw mean, Zach Zahara yeah, in there Zahara too. As your 05, right? As your 05, you, all the way through. You've but. got <laughs> your lineage of birth years is. Weird, yeah, you're, right? Yeah. You've got the 03, 04, 05, 06, 07. Yeah, they're all You've trained. got a goaltender for every year yep. coming up for the next five. Yep. And you're not – you only can keep two. Mm-hmm. You're going to make some moves. You're either – I don't know. I, I right now, because I'm happy-go-lucky, I love them both, keep keep 35 and 31 next year, and you got your, you're going to have yourself a good time. Yeah. Yeah, there's obviously going to be there, – there's so many unknowns for next year, and it starts with – with your overages, the 03 birthdays, and just what's going to happen with them, who the hell knows. Um, but at least the, for the Tigers, that 
and I give Matt credit for this. He's not going to accept the credit. He's not going to say it's a, it's him doing it. But over his time here, because what he hasn't been here too terribly long with the Tigers since coming over from the Brooks Bandits. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, he's been here for a few years now, right? And and so now he's been here long enough that you're starting to see the culture that he's cultivated go through the goaltenders, right? Mm-hmm. Like like you talk about how they how May and, and Lanko work together and what they sound like and the kind of guys that they are when we don't see them on the ice. A lot of that's credited to Matt Wong. I for, think yeah, Lanko would have been kind of his first would have been quote one of unquote the first baby. Ones. No, I don't I don't think it was though, because that's or would it be because he was listed. He wasn't drafted. Yeah. That's like, more of a Bobby Fox on that one, I think. Like you're really not trying to not take anything away from Matt. No. Maybe he had to say. I'm sure he did. But. Yeah, but they, when you talk about kind of like dr- quote unquote drafting goaltenders and, and when they come into the organization, so yeah. to speak, like McCallum's really the start of that. Yes. Um, that's but, what you're really gonna see. But I just I can't help but but notice that, and, and it's not to say that you know the Tigers haven't had this with with past goaltenders. I, I think of Mads and Garen being really close as well when they yeah. were here. But you you just see the the culture that's been created over the last little while and how they're so supportive all the way through. Like, I remember going back to camp, and you saw the exact same support from Lanco down to Switzer. Yep. Like, and that's a four-year gap, but all your goaltenders are are kind of running parallel and alongside one another, pushing each other up, which is really cool to see. That's a that's a good culture to to, to keep cultivating, keep building and growing, and, and try and turn it into something. Now we get set for Friday night, of course, taking on uh, – we're just coming off the heels of beating the best team. In junior hockey. Right. Roughly now playing the worst team in junior hockey. Yep. The worst city in junior hockey. Yeah, you you do not like the city of Edmonton, hey? I hate it. City of Chomps, hey? Chomps. It's not even the Edmonton Oilers. It's not even the Edmonton Oilers team. Because they're great. I just Edmonton Oilers fans, anything with the word Edmonton Association yeah. associated after the smell is off. They just <laughs> wow. smell. He's a Calgary guy through well, and through. I'm a yeah. Calgary guy through. And I'm, I'm, that's not even that. I'm just anti-Edmonton. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> See, like I, I always said, I, one of my favorite cities to live in has been Edmonton. I thoroughly enjoyed my time there, but life experience. Maybe it was because I was working a bar as a job, and all I did was bartend. I don't know. Well, like, we met some characters. I oh, And, and you, dealt with, you dealt with idiocy. Yeah, that's what right. are we expecting right. Friday night? Well, what what oh. team are we going to get Good against Lord. the Edmonton Oil Kings? I don't know. I, I I'm hoping you see. They got to run off this high, right? Like the the, the you high would of sure just hope beating so. up Cam Kamloops in Winnipeg. Now remember, it's not like they didn't play bad against Swift. They still peppered a lot of shots. Not they good, just, but not great either. Yeah, they, they they deflated themselves, right? I think yeah. that's what we can all agree with. What happened Tuesday is that they. They let it get away from them and, and just didn't – they didn't do enough to get themselves back into it. Uh, associate coach Joe Frazier said in post-game shows of, of days gone by that they need a consistent effort. And I was saying to you, Jesse, like the, we, the, the floor needs to be lifted mm-hmm. on when you have a bad night because, let's face it, you're not going to have your A game every night. It's just – it's unreasonable. But you got to lift the floor up on when you have a C night, where does that put you across the league? And right now, their C-Knights, I mean, they get you whooped 5-2 by, by Swift. Mm-hmm. That's where your C-Knights are at. Like, you got to lift that floor up a little bit. I I haven't seen it from this team this season. I wouldn't be surprised that if there's guys that aren't fully in it, head-wise, making plays, doing things simple and playing as a team, I wouldn't be surprised if that bench gets a little short early. 
couple points I will say if you're having a C night, you need at least three players having an A night, having yep. a good – you need a Hunter St. Martin night. You right. need one player on your forward front and your defense to have a great night. That's, and the longest winning streak this team has had this year is three. Mm-hmm. It's never been more than that. Yeah, they've so got a point streak. The, the yeah. point streak is there, but W's. Mm-hmm. They've had no more than three in a row. You get there, you get to two, and then you, you know what? You're heading to Winnipeg on the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I'm just intrigued. I think they really they empty it. Like I hope this team are not nice to me tomorrow. Like they're short with me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That hey, it's not happy go lucky. It's business on Friday. I don't want to see that team that won the title last year to get a sniff for 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. a sniff. Yeah. Make it a quiet night for your goaltender. I, I want a quiet night for Beckett Lanko in the first period, unless mm-hmm. he wants to get Pepper early because he's really good. He at really doing does that. like that, but no, he does. But no, I and again, this is probably going to sound selfish, and I have my ways with certain things. I want three in the first. Yep, that's where you get there. You don't have to coast, but you're you're putting the doubt in Edmonton's mind right away, mm-hmm. and it's over. They have no draft picks. Nothing. This season means nothing to them. Mm-hmm. Make them feel how you felt last year. Well, and that and that's the thing for this team where they don't have the the guys like Winnipeg, and we talk about how they went into Edmonton one ten one, but Edmonton very well could have taken their foot off the gas after the three minute mark and still put up ten because they just have that many guys that can just yeah. make that type of an impact. Tigers don't have that yet. See, for 60 minutes, like you keep it as a team game, and you treat it like any other. You, it's, it, you need two points. Listen, you got Edmonton three more times on the schedule. You, you need, need six points. You need six. Six of six from Edmonton. Anything less than six of six is not acceptable. You get six, we're maybe talking about putting an X by your name. Mm-hmm. And they know that. Uh, yeah. They 100% know that. they do. I'm looking at so, the schedule right now just for the weekend. How, how fun with that thing right now? We're okay, sitting there at 59 points. Regina's at 61. Now, tomorrow we get Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Pats Winnipeg. are going to uh, they're they playing Winnipeg. Winnipeg yep. So we hope the Winnipeg can go in there, beat the Pats. That now ties us with 61. Mind you, I think uh, Regina has two hand. games in hand. Yeah, but they got to play all weekend. They yeah. every, every team when Monday rolls around, every team that's basically in that battle for playoff spots will have nine games remaining. Oh, okay. So Regina's got a busy weekend. Regina's got a busy weekend, and Swift's got Edmonton Saturday night. So I mean, you mm. you gotta. It, it's nice to get those two points. Mm-hmm. Because you just assume Swift's going to get those two points the next night. Right. I agree. And I kind of forgot where I was going with this. No, I have a different point after. But you you got to win this weekend. Like, because you got, you're going to have two days off. And mm-hmm. then we're, you're traveling to Winnipeg or you're traveling to Brandon, I think. We're traveling to Brandon on Monday. Right. And playing Winnipeg on Tuesday at the cold, depressing Wayne Fleming Arena. Fleming. I'm not sure what's going to happen that game. I don't. You, you you got your one on them. To be honest, not you gonna got give, your one. You're, you're, I, not, you're not going to get your – it's not going to be free on Tuesday. If you don't, that's fine. I mean, you want to. Don't get me uh, wrong. Yes. we. But everybody mm-hmm. knows that, mm-hmm. and I'm intrigued. Uh, you got – the, there's, there's one game I'm looking at. Well, there's two. Wednesday in Brandon. Mm-hmm. Saturday at home against Regina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, How about those two? Those are some important games. Jeez. Those are delicious. Those are important games, Gino. And then after that, after the Regina game, there's your second set of six done. 
Yes. So you basically just broken down. Okay, you got two points. You face Edmonton, Winnipeg, Regina, Brandon. You got to find five more points out of those games. How are you going to do you it? You still got two more Calgary games down the stretch because you're going to be com- you're going to be coming in because they'll play Regina. I, I know I'm going way into the stretch. That's here. usually how into we end weeds. this bad boy. Yeah, anyways, we're all over right. the place. Our deep dives. Yeah, yeah. After that Regina weekend, where there's going to be. 6,000 fans in co-op place again mm-hmm. when 98 shows up. Never heard you're of it. You're <laughs> off, and then you've got a 3-3 three and three mm-hmm. against the Cap. I hate this. I hate this 3-3. Three and three. I've, just, I've been dreading it since I saw the schedule in September. 6-8 and eight to end the season, including Six, a 3-3. Three and three. A 3-3 three and three in Edmonton on a Friday. Yeah, You know, we could just stay over. Big, We could go down to Calgary, just play on the next Calgary day. Saturday. No, we're going back to Medicine Hat on the Saturday against Calgary. Darn you. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to get up early on Sunday and, play an and, and head up game. to Calgary. Yeah, let's play an afternoon game on afternoon Sunday. Afternoon game on that one. When you could have gone Edmonton. At, I would have been down with the Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Down to Calgary, Calgary. on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Come and home. then come home on Sunday. Yeah. But I guess didn't get that one. And things like that. In any case. I know. it's That's the one. Like, yeah, you want to put yourself in a good spot before that weekend. Yep. Because, yeah, it's Edmonton, Calgary, Calgary, Edmonton, home and home with Swift to wrap up the season. So, that's your that's your last ten games in a nutshell, but you you really want to look at your next four, and say okay you six ne- of eight you, you need you need to find six you need to find five really yeah. to stay on that seven points per six games, find five five, five. and uh, yeah I, I expect a a very good team on Friday against I hope Edmonton. So. I uh, expect a team yeah. that is they, they we saw that last time they played Winnipeg eight three loss. And then they rattled off some very good games. Oh. They found themselves against teams like Prince George and whatnot. Like they're just putting people to bed early. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised if they get the same bump again. If after they could playing do that, bed. if they could do that and get on the team that uh, the city that I don't like. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, one note. Do you I expect want... good things, Jesse? By the way, Friday. I would. I would imagine. Friday, you what do are you working on against Friday? Edmonton? I do. Yeah. 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 Like, here's I don't the think thing. Here's be... what I think is going to happen. I think early on Edmonton may squeak the first goal because mm-hmm. that's. Just, I mean, that'd be par for the course. That's of what's just been what's been happening. Lately. That okay. might be the one area that this team just needs to clean up a little bit. And then four you're straight, going to see the Tigers games. then <laughs> come back. Yeah, I, I think we're, I think we're in for about a five-six-one win for the Tigers. Cool. But Edmonton will get that first goal. Would you believe that uh, the Tigers have more wins when they give up the first goal than when they score the first goal? If that's the case, then keep letting the first goal. Just if it's the case. They've had more games that they've given up the first goal, the one but that, they have one more win. The amount of times <laughs> that I, I hear the groans and the uh at co-op place, yeah. every game, doesn't matter who it is, Connor Bedard scores, oh, here we go, 2 nothing Winnipeg, oh, here we go. This team battles back yeah. and continues to win. Yeah, but it's good for the culture. It's good for the storyline. It. It's Man, good. I'll <laughs> tell you, that Winnipeg game, the fact that you can hear the refs yelling yeah. on the ice should not be a thing. Yeah. But, Let's man, just over 2,000, which sucks. Yeah, they really got into it at the very end. Mm-hmm. I and I've mentioned this on broadcast to Lance, and I maybe that makes me sound like a homer. It's my first year in the Western League. I honestly don't, I don't get, I don't give a darn what you think, <laughs> but I love it when fans are vocal. Yep, and you're and I've ripped the Brooks Bandits fans for years because they would just yell at the most absurd thing. Like just yelled to yell. Yeah, <laughs> like a penalty after they had twelve hundred power plays that night, but they were on top of it. Great fans. Yeah. When fans are on top of officials, that gives the bench a bump. 
That gives players a bump. That gives Mickey Lanick a bump. It's just it gives more me fun. a bump. It's more yeah. fun to be there. You guys are allowed to talk when you're at the game. You're allowed yes. to yell. <laughs> yes. You're allowed and to chant. I do want I'm do- not sure where the, the sirens went. I'd like more sirens. I want like a giant that siren. I love it. I know people yeah. some people hate it. No, I enjoy it, it. We need it. I need it's a so big good. I need a bigger one. Yeah. Everyone talks about how great the old arena is. Don't get me wrong. The culture there was amazing. Yeah, you know was what good. was awesome about it? That section two that had the gigantic siren that every time the Tigers scored, yeah. every time the Tigers came out, you heard that siren. If you don't like it, yeah. listen to Gino at Wild 94.5. <laughs> don't go to the game because games should be loud. It's we a like concert. The siren. The siren's fun. I like the siren. Too. Just no cowbell. We're I like not Saskatchewan. Yeah, I like, or ever. I like yeah. the I like the siren when they think there's a goal coming. It's like. And then yeah, it like and stops. Then they have to stop just like, it. Hold on. I do want to mention something with fans yes, really please. quick. Um, we've with the Tigers. Obviously, everybody knows my role. I do communications, community relations, and and call games. Uh, we've started a form. I know people have been asking about season tickets a little bit. Kind of going up to Tigers' office. Please keep coming in. We enjoy talking to you. If you want, if you've never had season tickets before, and I'm going to say this, it's your best bang for your buck to get season tickets. Instead of walking, time. that's e- economically, and we've talked. Even about if you it a can't go times. to all the games, and like we have never wasted ticket night. Sure, do that too. Whatever. That was never on Tuesday. Ticket, go on Facebook do. Marketplace. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't really care what the hell you do, but like, yeah, split them with your friends. But we anyway. have like a form for those who have not had season tickets before, and if you w- are, are curious, it's on our website. Uh, just click. It's just a simple form. Your name, where you want to sit, how mm. many tickets you want. Contact information. We've got options of phoning. We, we can phone you. We can email you. We can text you. Whoa, that's a nice one. Text. Yeah. Do we? Uh, do you, off the top of your head, have have a price idea? I don't. No. I won't. That's not that that that's part. Not your that that okay. is not my. That is not my farm. I'm not tending to that. The one thing I do I don't. Know I know. Is... I'm pretty. Uh, actually, you know, what? I don't. I don't know. I don't want to say anything because yeah. if I say something wrong. Oh, they Lord. know where to find it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the <laughs> one thing that I, I believe to be true is that um, not often do these tickets go up in the price the, for the season. That's very the, true. The, the, we talk about things that, you know, like wages. wages they don't go up, but everything else up. does. Yeah. Well, I mean, to season see, tickets kind of stay the yeah. same. See, I think it would cost you, what, I think 17 bucks a ticket if you buy. Like, uh, if I'm going off of last year prices. Something like that, yeah. Like, less than 20 bucks for one. And I don't know if there's family, because I'm still new to this, but I just wanted to do a new initiative of, especially for games coming up, we're going to have 600 or 6,000 people mm-hmm. in co-op place. Mm-hmm. I want them to be able to just go on our website while they're sitting there, although the internet might be jammed in that night. That's wild. But go on our website, just fill out the form. I'm not taking your money. We're not revealing that you want these. We just want to have a conversation and open that up now. It's March the season starts in September, and we can get you in there. And if and nothing else, like it creates an opportunity because list like we we all get it, we all feel it too that you know disposable income is a little bit tighter than it yep. than it once was, right? But if you if you are considering getting season tickets, like start talking and having those conversations with the the Tigers now, just because then you can you can work things out. Well, and, right, and, we'll, keep, and, we'll take your name. Yeah, like you can work with the Tigers to to make something work for you. To, to find a way to get season tickets in your hands. like yeah. I have two buddies that they went halves on it, and then they either both go together or sometimes yeah. you know, if they can't make it, they take the family. That's Do right. Do that, whatever That's right. it takes. Yeah. And I guess it's just on the Tigers' website. It's under the Contact Us tab. Yep. And just it's a, it's literally a 
a Google Sheet form. That's all it is. Perfect. Nice. Well, si- that's, sim- simple, Simon. That is the way simple. we wrap it up. One more thing, Tigers related. Shout out to former Tigers goaltender. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to focus Mad on today. Sogard, <laughs> he is the rookie of the month in the NHL for the Ottawa Senators. 4-0-1 with a 2.33 goals against average. Yeah, we should effort to get him on now. Because you brought this up to me, Jesse, yeah. like three weeks ago. And I... I'll be honest, I wasn't sold on it yet because I didn't know if he was going to stick around long term, and I wanted to you never make. Know. I wanted to wait and make sure that he was going to have a decent run of games because I didn't want to bother him. Hey, you got called up for one game. Congrats. Yeah. What was it like? Now you're back in the A. Uh, not to say that the A is not important, but um, I think we owe it to Maz to reach out and try yeah. and get him on for yeah. sure. Shout out to him, man. I, it's actually on my to do list today. Is uh, yeah, you said you were going to send him an email, so put so in a word for put us. Put in a word for us. Well, I'll I'll, I'll double dip. Oh, yeah. boy. All right, as always. Yeah. No, no, what else? No, no, that's it. No, what do you want? What do you want? No, I'll do one with me, one with you guys. There we go. Yeah, that's good. Just be on Tigers on Cage and we'll double dip that way. Like a Timbit, right? Yeah, he loves those Timbits. He likes the chicken bacon ranch wrap more, truthfully. All right, we're getting out of here. We'll see you down at the old puck barn. Go, Tigers, go. This has been Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Thanks to all of our show contributors. Thank you for your help. Be looking for a new Tigers Uncaged podcast every week during hockey season.